get my uh, get my beer open finally. It's right here. Why did I think I have there's one? There's your koozie. Open? No, you don't have one open. But there's one in a koozie. Yeah. Where are we at, Kelly? We are on top of the lovely, breezy, breezy. sunny chocolate thunder. It is a beautiful day. Today. It is a gorgeous day today. Enduring the rain yesterday rewarded us with a nice sunny day today. You know, and for all the talk about the wind that was leading up to this and the rain and everything, I think this is like one of the most moderate kind of hammers experiences I've had where the rain wasn't quite rain. I mean, it may have come down just a little bit at some point, but it was mostly like drizzling. It was a light rain, but steady for hours. Yeah, but it didn't really bother. Like, I wasn't soaked. I was fine with it. Yeah. There's, well, I think when it got the heaviest, we were under the awning at Off the Grid. Oh, we were at Off the Grid, yeah. So we, like, per- timed our day perfectly to tuck in under timing, somewhere yeah. for shelter. <laughs> but but it rained, like, that was the heaviest it got, and then that's when it cleared up. Yeah, Wednesday was a beautiful night. Hung out with your crew. Hang on a second. I'm a little rusty at this. Welcome back to Rick for Dirt. Holy shit, it's been a minute, guys. Wowza. So stoked uh, to be putting out at least one episode. I don't know how long it's going to be until the next one, but we're here. We're back in it. Welcome to Rick for Dirt, the podcast. We are back. Brings the adventure to you. And for the first time in a while, we're somebody, we're, we're somebody, we're somewhere pretty notable. Yes. Which is, as Kelly said, at the top of Chocolate Thunder, which, if you know anything about King of the Hammers, is one of the most iconic uh, trails next to, I'd say, Backdoor, Turkey Claw, as far as what the general public really... Sledgehammer is one, I believe. I've never been there. So, right now, we're, uh, it's Friday. They're competing right now for the Everyman Challenge. Uh, We've got a couple of friends out there on the track, uh, including but not limited to uh, Derek and Megan Miller. Um, we've got Josh Sowell, Martin Castro. Uh, we've got uh, Josh and, well, Josh Atbury. I forgot his new co-driver. He used to drive with JD and man, they were driving for years, but he's got a new co-driver, but the Atbury Motorsports, um, they're, out, they're out here doing every man challenge as well. If you, if you guys had been keeping up at all with any of the news coming from the Hammers, you'd know uh, Josh has an interesting story where they had a whole fuel fire under the hood. I guess their line dumped three gallons of fuel into the engine bay and down the skids and uh, ultimately uh, burned some shit down. And then their buddies yeah, over at a- Ford Performance <laughs> came to the rescue and they got the harnesses they needed. They had to swap out the main engine harness and the. Is that what they harness. sent overnighted from? From Japan. Yeah. From, from the factory wherever. to get yeah. what they needed immediately. Yeah. That's pretty cool that they're able to get that support. And that's, I mean, if anyone's ever done an engine swap, you know it's a huge pain in the dick to uh, get out all the plugs and do all the things. And these guys have to not only do it on the engine, but on the inside of the vehicle as well. Just oh, goodness. A huge. Big undertaking. Undertaking, yeah. But great team. They've been at it. You know, JD's probably put together a motor, like he said, more times than he can remember on the lake bed. So if anyone's going to be involved in doing it, that would be the guy you'd want. Yeah, he did. He did seem confident in getting it swapped out, getting back out there. So that's good news. 
we're at a we're at a pretty cool spot where we not only can see down below where the racers are coming up Chocolate Thunder, but also when they make the climb up the hill and around the, the large, I guess the the pinnacle of the the little hill over here. Yes, and they come up. Yeah, and they go left. Yeah, coming up Chocolate Thunder this year. Last year they went down it. I think they, they switch off every year. Down? I can't remember. I do remember them coming down last year. Sorry, what? there's wind blowing in my face and up my nose. And sand and everything. <laughs> we we didn't formally mention either that we are at uh, King of the Hammers 2024. Right. Uh, just for the historical sake of it, if you're listening to this episode in 2030. I guess so, right? <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> I'd be surprised if Rookford is still around in 2030. <laughs> you never know. You don't know. Uh, right now we got two cars coming up. It's a uh, Rock Jock Jeep. Uh, what's that? Bandit. Bandit, come here. Bandit's on the sniffing run. It's no uncommon occurrence here to have dogs while we podcast. And Kelly's got her. Uh, what's his breed again? He's an Australian cattle dog. Uh, sorry for the wind, guys. You're gonna, it's going to get a little distorted from time to time. And we're doing our best to keep our hands over the mics and be able to uh, come through semi-clear. <laughs> but uh, So he's an Australian cattle dog or a blue healer. Blue healer. That's the common. Yeah. If you go to my Instagram page, Bluey. it's mostly banded. A little bit of my car. Right. Sometimes you see me. <laughs> wow, there's like three cars coming up now. There was someone, I think, who broke down, so they're all having to get around the broke down car to be able to get up. And then the Jeep looks like it got a little hung up. Yeah. Hasn't moved in a minute. But it's cool. It's cool to be back on a iconic trail. Uh, we've done um, a few segments about Chocolate Thunder. It's just kind of where I got my start with getting enamored with the hammers uh out here years ago with rebel off-road and frank and we we came up to the hammers to do a podcast with uh rebel off-road at their compound that they had and frank went home i came to chocolate thunder and the rest is history like (laughs) you know king of the hammers is an experience and each year is always different it's a different experience i feel same you know same shenanigans happen but it's always good stories to come out of it. Same good friends. Yeah. yeah. Some friends I don't see very often, and this is one place, get together and get to see people from across the country. I got a good friend racing on the Rusty Nail racing team. Um, what was his name? Derek Hausler. Derek Hausler? Yeah. Um, but he's from Alabama, and they live, they live in Alabama, so I get to see him when he comes out here to race, which is awesome. Right on. Actually, Kelly, if you want to be able to watch and hold your hand in front of the mic let's try that i'm holding a dog i'm blocking the wind i'm holding my mic do all the things dude (laughs) so what did we do we got here on wednesday it was uh it was wednesday after work i thought we were gonna head out around 2 30. (laughs) kelly's like okay i just left i look at the clock it's like three something i'm like some bitch and then she's stuck in that awesome 241 traffic Yes, I uh, I had friends who were already out here in the desert, and they live in Colorado, and randomly they texted me, hey, is this Padres close to you? And I'm like, oh, let me look it up. Oh, yeah, it's like 15 minutes away. Do you mind picking up some windows? I'm like, windows? <laughs> I guess. So that was earlier in the, or no, that was the day before. Yep. So I had these four like trailer windows I had to incorporate into my packing. What are they called? Sunliners? 
Um, it's Turnoverland. No, the vehicles that they put them on. Oh, he, um, my friend Patrick elevated Overland. He's building a Sun Raider, a Toyota Sun Raider. Sun, Sun Raider? Is it Sun Raider? Sun Raider? Now that you said, I, I think it's know. Sun Raider. Now okay. that you said it, I'm. Anyways, these cool, cool ass campers. Yeah, it's like the old school Toyota camper back at SEMA. Not last year, but the year before. They did a concept, like a revamped version of it, um, concept vehicle. But, um, you know, the old ones are out there. You see them. Are they actual Toyota? Mm-hmm. No sh- So, like, Toyota made a little camper truck, and some of them still exist. Pretty cool. We did a feature in Tread, or was it Yoda? One of the two, um, a couple years back. That's the first time I ever saw one. It was pretty rad. Yeah, if you don't know, Kelly was the chief editor at Tread Magazine. And it's kind of where we started to get to know each other. She came out to like Rick for Dirt. She came out to the events, got to meet a lot of the crew, became part of the crew. And now you're still... And now you're stuck with you're me. You're still in the crew. <laughs> she even has a members only jacket from Fast Friends. So Yeah. yeah. I'm one of the cool kids now. Watch out. <laughs> no, I'm so stoked that you... Uh, you did call me up because Matt was supposed to come. Matt got Matt's daughter got sick, and then he got sick, and then Eric. Where's Eric? Where is Eric? Have you seen Eric? I, you know, I have not. Seen, it's been a minute. You don't. You you never know where Eric is. Eric says he's gonna be somewhere, but Eric's then got a secret life. You're never sure. <laughs> Eric and his he's, he's got like a secret life. Fighting he the Taliban right now. That's <laughs> a special operations. Yeah, I was like, maybe he's a Green Beret. We just never knew. He's like, you you don't know this, but you know. The dog thing is part of the job. Yeah, little Le- do we know. Leroy, Leroy is an attack military dog, just trained so well that he's the goofiest little thing. Yeah, that he looks like okay. he's a goofy love. Yeah, bucket of love. So we don't we don't know where Eric is. We don't know where he's been deployed. But um, he went dark, and so Kelly hits me up. She's like, "Hey, well, why don't you just come hang out with me and my crew?" And it's the you know Phil and Patrick and yeah, Phil down to mob and. Patrick and Delia and Enoch camped with us the first night. Mo Leisure Mo X Venture. And who else? Uh, Will, of course, Sir William Goes, who's always a riot. I love spending time with him. Um, yeah, a little hodgepodge group. That first night, we got here right on time because we met up with the group, got to know everybody. Um, like you said, solid group, a lot of fun guys. And then and then lo and behold they're like oh yeah our ride's coming i'm like yeah you guys want to go i'm like how many guys are they talking about right like <laughs> what do you mean do you guys want to go like what there's like two seats probably like open nope the long cruiser shows up yeah daniel and the long cruiser holy shiitake like <laughs> what the fuck like i had no idea I, you know what actually i saw a photo of it but i never thought i'd actually get Within to see range it up of close it, and personal. Up close and personal, let alone riding inside of it a couple times. And the riot that was with 15 people in the yeah. back of this. We picked 15 people in the back of this. Unbelievable. Lexus LX limo. Like, what's the capacity which is now on that the thing? long cruiser. Um, we probably could have squeezed one more in. I feel like we we're at 2,400 pounds. Like, with oh, all yeah. of us in there. Easily. That's, I don't know. That's a lot of cargo. <laughs> that's nuts. But yeah, he picked us up and took us to back door. Go see what was going on. Cruise through the desert over to back door. Uh, I don't know. I've got some photos of it. And I we always say like, oh yeah, check it out. We're going to post photos of the trip online. And it never really happens. Or at least doesn't happen right away. I'm going to try to put them up when I, when I release this episode. Nice. So you guys can kind of see some of what we're talking about. The camps and 
you know, been getting some video here and there, so I should be able to tell a decent story about like what we're doing. Yeah. Out here. Or what we did. And we got to give a shout out also to all the Arizona friends that come to meet up every year. King of the Hammers at a little uh, camp spot too. Um, they're a good group. I like seeing them every year. And then, yeah, then we also yesterday ventured over to uh, the Overland, Overland Experience, Overland the Olaf experience. Overland Experience. Got to see a lot of familiar faces over there, of course. Tons of people. I'll be back camping there tonight. I hang out. I think Icon's having a party. I know Lightner had tacos last night. Apparently, they're going to have tacos again tonight. I was on the idea of tacos until tacos never came. They smelled fantastic, but the wait for them was way too exhausting. was not fantastic. <laughs> it's very anticlimactic. It was like, okay, tacos are ready. Go get in line. And then you ended up eating chips and some really hot salsa. It was really good, but it was really hot. They're like, this is the yeah. mild. Like, fuck you. It's hot. So apparently Bernard Leitner of Leitner Designs, he's been growing his own peppers and making his own hot sauce. And it was funny because we were talking and he, he started edged into the conversation about hot sauce. And then we were talking about Hot Ones, the TV show where they do the different levels of hot sauce. On the wings. Yeah, on the wings. So, from that, little did I know he was making his own hot sauce at the time. So, he had a little sampler and chips out so people could taste the different hot sauces that he's been making. And the mild was delicious. Yeah. The medium wanted to burn my mouth off. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a wimp, but usually I could do like medium and I be didn't okay. go beyond mild, and that's good enough. It was <laughs> yeah. delicious. Medium, I was like, this is gross because it was way too hot for me. <laughs> but I'm a wimp, so I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but yeah, it's still tasty. Um, and there was one he made with like pineapple in it, I want to say. Um, but yeah, he's got his own little recipes. He's got his own little deal. And that's good. I mean, that's cool. That, you know, that's why we work is to do the things we love. And you could tell he was, he was like, I it. grew all this shit. Everything in your mouth was grown for me. You yeah. know? Like, <laughs> I provided. So there's, there's a cool story there. I mean, I don't know how you scale that up fully, but who knows? Hey, you know, he sells some roof racks and a couple bottles of hot sauce and Gets it's a good day. Indoor hydroponic, you know, set up and yeah. starts growing. Uh, the other cool thing he had over in his booth is one of the Ineos Grenadiers. He got one of them. I think he said he got it in like mid-December. So they built one a rack for it. Yeah, one of the first ones. He um, went down to the dealership and they had two in stock and he was able to leave with it because it was what he wanted. That's awesome. Thing's pretty rad. Yeah, I the switches up top like the cock, like yeah, cockpit, the cockpit or like a style. airplane or a helicopter or something is kind of cool. But yeah, it looks great. I think uh, the design styling in person looks fantastic. I mean, obviously I've seen photos of it. We Mercedes Lilienthaler. Now I can't remember her last name. Lilienthal. Lilienthal. Thank you. Sorry about that, Mercedes. Um, she wrote a couple articles for Tread, and so I'm familiar with it, but hadn't seen one up close and personal until yesterday. He said I could drive it too, so maybe today oh, that's I'll right. get to get out there and drive it around a little bit. We got some yeah, cars coming cool. through. Um, if I could see numbers, that would be awesome. Oh, I could barely make out the number. I can't even tell what kind of vehicle it is. It's having a hard time getting up the hill here. It's got a blue roof. It's kind of fun. We're in a good little spot, actually. I told you. You can see them come. There's one first like rock garden that's challenging that we cannot see but you can see the roofs of the vehicles trying to get through it and then we're in the like stretch where they got to climb up elevation 
over some rocks. I think his number is 4623. I love this camera. Nice. I just switched over to Sony from All Canon. Yeah, he's got a whole fancy setup now. Bitching now. I mean, the stuff I had before was pro grade. I mean, shit. People were taking photos with, you know, old school 5Ds, like, and professionally. Like, right. Whatever. It all it all escalates, and each generation has just something a little bit fancier than the last. Um, but it's cool. Uh, the, the zoom, the resolution is just ridiculous on these cameras. Yeah. Yeah, so I was able to snap a quick shot while we were talking. He's also got his massive lens on the end of it. Well, that doesn't hurt. That's giving him some good zoom as well. Good zoom. Good zoom. Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, they took some pictures of the Grenadier and the full car. Yeah. Yeah. I um, like the cockpit. I'm a sucker for a cockpit. And um, from what I remember, it's a a basic off-roading vehicle. Like, it's there to do its purpose to off-road. It's nothing over the top luxury. There's a lot of chanting and screaming. Yeah, it's, it's getting rowdy up there. There's now like five or Maybe six cars. Maybe the guy cars. who is stuck is unstuck. Well, no, the, those guys or got is clear. That, or that's that someone Jeep really is, famous, maybe. Yeah, that Jeep was already past us. Let's see. I don't know. We got some action. I'm, I'm just hoping we see one of the land. homies come through. Oh, it's the guy with the cats on the side. The laser cat. We cats? saw him when they were doing... Um, the tech check. Laser drove, cat. Yeah. Drove by. So his wrap on the vehicle or paint job, I guess it's a wrap. It's got like 80s colors of teal, purple, pink. And it's uh, cats with like lasers coming out of his eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. But it stands out. You know who he is. That's cool. It is fun. Like, so they do like a, I don't know what the official name of it is, but they do like a tech check. The contingency. Is it contingency? Yeah, it's contingency where they take the parade lap through all the vendor areas. Right, but they, the way they did it this year was a little bit different, where they had different stops through and they had to end up waiting in a long line into the parking lot. But aside from that, usually you can come in and like check out all the cars, and if you're hanging out in Hammertown, you can see them go by, and then that way when you watch the race the next day, you can actually go, oh, which is what just happened for me. Oh, there's that cat, the, the laser cat vehicle. Laser we saw cat. That. So... That's a nice way to like kind of get a little bit more intimate with the racers and can talk to them because they have to hang out by their vehicle. It's kind of neat. That's where we were able to see friends, say hi to them, catch up for a quick minute. Which is one of my favorite things of what we do out here is just kind of reconnect with all the friends who come out, not only the racers, but just the, commu- just the community as a whole. Oh, definitely. And it's kind of, it's... I never thought I would know people who are race car drivers or race truck drivers. So it's neat to have friends. And now you call them friends. Yeah, it's neat to have friends that, you know, either were or have since gone into racing or, you know, friends of friends or even just, you know, fortunately for me through the prior work opportunities, I was able to meet people who then got into racing and have someone to root on when you come to a big event like this. I like that part, like knowing people that you're like, Yes. Oh, I want to see them do good. I care about them. Yeah, it makes it, I don't know, you have more of an investment. Like today's race for me is the most important because we know a bunch of people racing versus, you know, tomorrow's the big race, the big Ultra 4 race. And I do know a couple people racing in that. Yeah. But they're not people I would call good friends. Like the, we have good friends racing today. So that's, it's really neat. That's a special thing. The, you know? cool, the cool part about that too is they're good friends. So you've seen them when... You were just doing camping trips together or, or whatever and suddenly now they're racing 
And it's like, oh, I better get on top of my shit and get that shit going because my buddies are doing it. I want to go do it too. I, I did make a joke with the GX. It was going to go stock to overland to off-road to King of the Hammers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Big aspirations, but I don't have the uh, wallet to support that those goals at the moment. But, you know, got good to have goals. It's important to have goals. I don't know if I'd like great... When I was in my 20s or 30s, I would be all over this if this was a hobby someone introduced me to back then. But, you know, I've meandered into my 40s and decided, like... It's time. That's it. Hurting myself sounds a lot worse than it used to. <laughs> I really... I really enjoy my body parts not being broken. It's like, I'm old as shit now. Yeah, I second-guess and things a lot more now than I used to when I was younger I'd just be like ah we'll be fine just go for it and there's still that in me let's not kid but I just would have put more you know like the amount of money I've invested into snowboarding over the years that money would have gone into (laughs) I could have had an ultra car car yeah off road trucks and what kind of snowboard you got (laughs) well seeing as how I've had the same snowboard for like 15 years maybe the investment hasn't been there lately but you know, buying lift tickets and passes and gear, like that's that's up too. It's not a cheap hobby. But it's definitely not Ultra Four race car. Right. Expensive. That's a whole nother ball game. So seeing some of the cars that were kinda Sherpa, I think. Is that oh Sher- yeah. Sherpa there's, equipment. There's Sherpa equipment. Out of Denver, Colorado. Awesome guys. They make great roof racks, all kinds of different vehicles. Full size trucks. Forerunners, Tacomas, and then beyond. Are they going? Are they back to back? Uh, yeah. Uh, They've oh, got a red vehicle, and then oh no, I don't know what the teal vehicle is. About to make his climb yeah, up so this the hill to Sherpa our left. Guys are in a, Which line are usually they? Usually in f- a Forerunner, a fourth gen Forerunner is usually the vehicle they run in. I mean, I believe this is their third year racing, maybe fourth year racing. Yeah, it's fun to watch the forerunner climb the hill. Doo, doo, doo. Yeah, no he's big doing deal. Great. See, and this is what I, my three years of coming, I haven't been able to time watching the race and seeing people I know go by. And so that was go. really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. This You're is welcome. the perfect timing and way to spend the day to see if our. We can time it so we can see our friends come through. Rick for dirt, making everybody happy. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of Rick for dirt, you know, it has been a long time since there's been an episode. There's just been a lot going on in life. Oh, yes. I mean, you can relate. You've had a lot going on in your life. And, you know, for me, I was kind of like in that Subaru project build and went so head first into that once again, like with all things, that... I started like slacking off on everything else that was important. Like just right. being present at home, being a good dad, you know, doing more stuff with the kids, taking my wife out, you know? Yeah, they and, felt a loss of your presence being around. Oh, 100%. Like uh, my presence was all just, yeah. in. Building a vehicle, being gone every trips, weekend yeah. and or working on the vehicle, if not during the week also after work. Yeah. Like that, it was time consuming. Yeah, it took, consuming. it took a lot. And I think, you know, part of Eric disappearing is probably he. He needs he, a break. <laughs> he needed a break too. Um, we still have things coming up for that. But what I really have been focused on is just 
being around, you know, like taking the kids out, getting to getting to know my kids better, you know, like yeah. it's literally the amount of effort that I put into like a project car. I put like if I put a tenth of that into my own family, which I've gone above and beyond, by the way, but right. just a tenth of that would have kept things at least steady. But, you know, you get tunnel yeah, vision. Balanced. Yeah, when you have no balance, when you get tunnel vision, it's it's hard to make the right choices. And so I had to take a step back from everything. We've, yeah. we've had a couple of episodes here and there of the podcast, but the consistency, you know, self-admittedly has just been garbage because uh, it's it's a nice to have. It's not a I need to have. Right. You know? Yeah, and sometimes, you know, there's things in life that need to take priority, and it's important to realize that to take that time out, and it's okay, and jump back in when you are able to. I mean, that's a big big part of doing anything extracurricular you know anything that's going to be above and beyond the essentials my yeah. dog's tangling himself up i don't know what he's doing poor guy he's like mom it's windy yeah he hurt himself sometime yesterday so i feel a little bad for him but oh. he'll be okay he's all tired and worn out too which is nice but it's yeah been a, and i've been, been a long couple days you know i got Separated from Tread and uh, took some Separated. time to it's myself. Like a breakup. It was. Yeah. It's like a break. At first, I'm like, yeah, let go of stress. And I was like, kind of sad, kind of missed it. Then I, you know, see it in my Instagram feed. And I'm like, I'm not ready to see that yet. You mute it. And not that I, you know, I, I still the guy's taken over. I know who he is. Nice guy. I'm not no no hard feelings. I'm kind of happy to not have the stress that was added with the fun, but good like the community that I've become a part of and the people that I've met and the opportunities that I had that's definitely what was the driving force of that job the behind the scenes stuff was you know challenging at times so you know you get a lot, a lot on our plate so like it's nice to have that step back but it's hard something that was really my life for four years like yeah. I was fully invested in being all encompassing into it Oh, you were like, you were neck deep. Yeah. And the thing about it is when you're that deep into something, people think, oh, it's easy. Oh, it's always fun. And while it is fun, it's... It's still work, though. It's a lot of work, yeah. Yeah, when you're putting in that that much time all the time, nonstop, year over year, like, it gets to you. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It wears on you over time. So just the mentally, like the mental subconsciously knowing something's work and knowing how much time you put in even though you're having fun right. a lot of that time you know there's many times where it's middle of the week and I'm on a trip in who knows where Utah and I'm like yeah but I'm working fantastic but then you know like there's a lot of weekends where I wasn't hanging out with my outside of overlanding and off-roading friends and it's been nice to kind of get back and hanging out with you know those people I spent a lot of time with my family over the holidays like I spent a week with them on Thanksgiving and a week with my parents over Christmas and my dad's been going through like his old family memorabilia so that's been yeah. kind of neat me and okay. my dad have been bonding over things so. that's cool yeah so like you've been getting back with your family and I yeah. was spending time with my family too and learning a little bit about you know where where my people came from <laughs> well you had you had a you had a cancer you had a cancer issue that came up uh, a little battle that you went through. Yeah, the end of 2022. Yeah, so a lot of things just kind of piled up on top of each other, I imagine. Yeah. You know, and then cancer also entered our family where my mom uh, was doing her own battle. And actually her last right. day of radiation was Monday last week. Oh, nice. Or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. 
And Wonderful. So hopefully, she rang the bell. Yeah, she rang the bell. Yep. She had a picture of that. And uh, you know, it's hard emotionally and mentally to to kind of reconcile the fact that your mom has this horrible disease that takes many too soon. And right. you know, it's a pretty. It was a pretty. It was pretty aggressive in that it spread to different parts. Um, so we're not sure where she's going to ultimately be at. But she she originally wasn't going to do anything. And then she's like, you know what? I'll go through the treatments. Good. I'm and, glad that she did. And I think it's I think it helped. But time will tell with this stuff. And, uh, yeah. So it's a really shitty... Like, they say fuck cancer. I, I totally understand. Yeah. The whole thing. I have a friend, actually, that works for fuck cancer. Yeah. Yeah. She does, like, their online merchandising stuff. But... You know, good, good fun. The message behind it is, yeah, it's an emotion behind it because cancer ends up affecting most people in one way. It is crazy how many of my friends that are my age were, you know, mid-40s that have been affected in one way or another. With cancer? Like, yeah, my yeah. close circle of friends. And I mean, I think it's just our age. We're finally at that point where... We're all going to start seeing each other happen, get sick and have problems. No, let's not talk about that. We'll call each other up and complain about them. <laughs> Are we there now? Holy shit. Yeah, good, good old mid-40s. Good times. Yeah, we're getting we're getting to that age where we always talked about where we were like in our teens or our 20s. Where yeah, 40 was like day, old when you were young. One day we're going to get old and we're going to hang out together and <laughs> we'll be drinking beers. Well, fuck, it actually happened. Yeah. Now, now that story's like, oh, when we're 80 and we're... Right. Living in the old folks' home. <laughs> Me we're and Matt were talking about that. Wreck day together. I was like, Matt, wouldn't it be board. cool if we had like the rooms next to each other? And, like, <laughs> one of my friends, she's like, her and her husband are looking at buying property, and they wanted to do kind of like maybe like a tiny home community and rent them out or do something. And uh-huh. so she's like, you can, you can build a tiny home on our property, and then you can live. So now it's the compound, and she yep. sends me all these messages. Look, we can do this at the compound. And you know what? It doesn't sound so bad. No, and me and <laughs> Ashley have been talking about doing a tiny home on her sister's, uh, and her sister and her husband, her sister's husband's uh, property in Idaho. Ooh, and we're like, Idaho. that could be a really bitching, you know, just retirement spot. Yeah, for sure. Now, the tiny home thing, I for me, I think it's like great in concept. I really don't know if I could handle living in that small of a space all the time. I mean, I live in a one bedroom apartment now. Not that big. I make it work. Yeah. But. It's it's kind of small, like my kitchen. I wish my kitchen was bigger. It, a kitchen is not getting bigger in a tiny home, that's for sure. But I guess I have to like get into the minimalist mentality first. Yeah. You know, getting used to having very minimal things, and then, and quite honestly, if I went through my apartment and got rid of all the things I haven't touched in the last four years, there's probably half. You could condo your shit up. <laughs> half of the stuff can go. You gotta easily. toss whatever doesn't bring you joy. Right? Yep, exactly. <clears throat> condo that shit. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, I was wrong. The Jeep with the Rock Jock sticker on the side is still stuck. So, wah, wah, wah. yeah, that guy's been there for a minute. There, another Jeep went by, and I thought it was him, but no. That guy just backed up. He's still kind of in the same spot. It's crazy. It's crazy how you're like, some of these guys just get through so easy, and some guys are just struggle bus yeah. like, the entire way through. And that's, that's all part of learning. Someone said they had to go through here twice. Is it? That could, Is I it? could be wrong. That's what someone told me, but, you know, that's all hearsay at the moment. Man, it is absolutely go through twice. gorgeous out here with the clouds, the bright sun, blue sky. There's not a lot of dust because some of that water, the moisture from yesterday really tamped that down. So, 
usually it's a dust storm down there. You can't see through. Yeah. That you can't even see the Hammer Town like down below in the valley. But That's true. I didn't even think about that. Usually it's everything's dust cloud. super clear. Yeah. yeah, but now it's yeah. It's gorgeous. That's so nice. But yeah, so I like people. I guess my point about the cancer and all that is, there's a lot of things that people go through that really shift priorities, that kind of take precedent over things that maybe you were all into like so like people are used to getting episodes every two weeks or you know seeing your post all the time and suddenly you go dark and you're like hey you okay right all right and you're like no I'm, I'm not great but it's nothing that's not gonna pass right you know yeah. but but i gotta also focus on some other shit exactly that, that's way more important than any of this like my jeep my jeep could sit in my driveway for the next two years and as long as I kind of hosed it down, made sure there weren't any rats in it. Two years? It's possible. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, hypothetically. Yes. It, it could sit for like a couple of years and I could go back to it and fix it and get back on the road with it. If you neglect right. your family for like two months. Yeah, no. That, like, you know, that's yeah. not going to work. You, you can't make this your life if you actually want something that really means something in life. Right. And on the surface, it's hard to realize when you're invested in something and how time-consuming something can be. Or how consuming something can be. Yeah, or period. how consuming because, you know, like from the outside perspective, you would bring the boys with you camping. You would still do things with your family. So, you know, we wouldn't think that. I mean, I, yeah, I personally know how is... much was going in, like how much of your time was going <laughs> into the build, though. So yeah. I see where the... <laughs> the issues could arise and the family being like hello it's like yeah we had I had the kids with me a lot and I took them out but everything was wrapped around right. something having the to do the focus was the build with some kind of work you know yeah. something related to all this shit yeah definitely so there's this hill and a lot of vehicles have no problem getting up this like the taller hill back here at the top of Chocolate Thunder but some of these vehicles struggle a little bit like with the momentum and keeping it going and it's like once they figure out like oh just stay on the gas yeah like that guy right there he just yeah. finally made it up so cool I would love I would absolutely love to race this series once just to have done it you know I don't have the skills for such things but never say never well that's why you're here you're here for contrast Kelly contrast for contrast I mean the adrenaline adrenaline part of it I, you know what? I think I'd be a darn good co-driver. Strap You should me do in, the Rebel Rally. And I'm like, let's go. If you're driving, I don't care where we're going. Try not to kill us. If we tip over, that's cool. But if you're the co-driver, you it do is. understand your job is to get in and out of the car constantly. Yeah. King of the Hammers co-driving. Yeah. Is, yeah. Into the, in and out constantly. Spotting. Like, those fixing, guys have to be helping. in good shape. Like, I hope Martin did his squats because you're getting out. <laughs> You're climbing up rocks. You're throwing a line around something. Oh, yeah. You're trying to winch your buddy up as fast as possible. Jump back in the car, you know. Like, yeah, it's, it's never-ending. Physical, grueling work, yeah. for sure. Yeah, because my Derek, my friend Derek, he co-drived last year for this race. And he... he Is that the one driving? He, yeah, so he's driving this year. This year. But he co-drove co last year. Yesteryear? Yesteryear. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just... Him explaining how tiring it was, and and he's in great shape. So, 
I know, definitely. I'm not signing up for that part. Right. <laughs> I'm just signing up I just for moral sign support. Up for the, the ride fun. <laughs> I just want to. I just want moral I, support ride fun. I just want the ride. Period. A little joy ride. Yeah, no, I'd I'd love to drive. I'd love to just experience like barreling through the desert, trying to get up the rocks as fast as possible. You know, yeah. knowing that you're gonna break shit and it's okay because you're trying not to break it, but you know you're probably gonna break it. Um, yeah. And trying to finish, and uh, it's like cool. everything we do normally, but just race in race format. Right. Go fast in the washes. Go fast in the rocks. Go Have fast. a good time. Yeah, every opportunity you can. Just go fast. Go fast. <laughs> Hurry up to go fast. Fast is fun. Oh, um, yeah, fast is fun. Yeah. yeah. Fast breaks shit, though, for sure. Fast does break things, definitely. But you know what? Like, especially when you do a race like this. So when we were talking to Megan and Derek Miller, and Derek was going into details about their vehicle and things that he does and, you know, I guess works on yeah, yeah there's three things yeah but um all the three key things he always makes sure he changes out right and it was interesting to get someone's perspective because his big thing is about the vehicle and how making sure it's in the best possible position to do what it needs to do and we're just getting and, rocked by the wind right now yeah. <laughs> sorry I'm trying to ignore that factor fuck <laughs> you're like i'm like damn she's just talking I mean, through this shit i'm like, eating a lot of dirt yeah hey so much time effort and energy into oh, totally. to make sure it does the race and just getting the vehicle to the end of the race without major major mishap is an accomplishment right there for sure i mean just 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 finishing within time is yeah to not dnf that's deal. that's yeah like just to race the hammers and complete it in time is worth it's worth a win do in you, some form you know do you know what the time out time I thought it was like 10 hours actually, so. yeah that's what I thought too oh gusty wind dude it is just smashing through right now I mean it's been it's been hitting us and then calming down for a while so there's been a little ebb and flow to it yeah hopefully it'll die down again yeah normally we don't use the W word but today it is a windy shit show could be worse though yeah well that's also the reason why it's probably clear because there's enough wind the wind's just keeping, blowing yeah it's just blowing that's the, dust the worst away. when there's no wind and the dust is just sitting yeah. like last night we were feet off the ground driving back from Hammertown and it was super foggy and at first i thought it was dust because the rain stopped Same. and things were drying and i couldn't see anything and driving out of Hammertown normally you can see chocolate thunder off to the right and back door off to the left you couldn't see a darn thing and I was just crossing my fingers that I could find our camp in the middle of the desert. You did great. Well, I mean, outside I, of the one patch of mud that we have to traverse, like, it was fine. I, did I do mud last night, too? Oh, no, it wasn't last night. The first night, yeah. First night. First, first night, I was just like, we gotta go that way without thinking about any mud piles, but now I was I know like, no more mud, Kelly, I can't I do know, it. Now I know where the mud piles are a little bit, but... Son of a bitch. Yeah, the, uh, mid... I don't know. The sun went down and it was dark, and I was trying to find camp yesterday. And I drove poor Jeremiah in so many circles because I'm like, <laughs> I think it's here, but I don't see anything. Oh, and that's then, when I took off to go in a town, and you guys went to go find. Yeah, camp. you're trying. Yeah, you you went to go find. Uh, I think Martin's pit. And so I was like, I just want to go to camp and sit for a little bit. So we went trying to find camp. Found someone else's camp. It was the only lights out in the middle of the desert I could find. 
And I'm like, no, these aren't our people. I don't recognize any of these tents, any of these vehicles. And kept going. Finally, I was able to find it. And there was, like, really nothing there. So it's no wonder I couldn't find it. But one truck of friends was leaving to go out the back door. And thank God their headlights were on. And that gave me some, some landmark. But, man, if you don't drive it back and forth a couple times in the day, it is really hard to find. It's hard to find. I can see it from here. Yeah, I'm surprised I could find it in the fog, though. The fog was, that was a trip. That was pretty nice. But we did. It helped that there was more people there and more lights, though. But this wind is, uh... This wind, <laughs> this wind is gnarly. I don't know if it's going to die down on us. Yeah, it might just be getting worse. I'm look, looking out further into the valley, and you can see the dust just blowing. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I do like seeing, like, the trail of dust behind the vehicles as they go through the, like... <laughs> big straightaway passes my yeah. dog is yes sir may I help he's like you? dude it is dusty it is windy hi i don't like this are you okay <laughs> mom sorry buddy can we go just lay down lay down bandit relax chill off. Off. my headphones bandit um yeah hammertown was cool we went into hammertown yesterday ate some pizza Walked around a bit. That was expensive pizza. It really was for like a for what you got. One yeah. step above microwave. <laughs> Mama Celeste <laughs> for twenty dollars. Mama Celeste is like two bucks at the grocery store, but uh, this one's twenty. <laughs> Captive audience. King of the Hammer surcharge. I was, they were uh, on the corner by the concert, and I'm like, oh, you know, they're they're in a good spot for the concerts. Like everybody's drunk. Bank. Nobody cares. They have to pay. Yeah, I, I think I this might be the Attenberry's right here coming through. Josh and his co-driver. Nice. I mean, it is so cool the grit that you that some of these people have the the grit that you have to have in order to have a major failure. <laughs> Sorry, have a major failure. Get your shit together fix it all up and then come back out and when did, the, when did the engine thing happen i think it was last week during or during like while well, running just was it during pre-run or qualifying shit no i don't think they qualified because they were dealing with the problem so they just started where they started uh yeah that is the attenberries right there with the dirty life on the side of the vehicle nice bitch it i'm gonna i'm gonna pause to take some pictures here okay chat while you're pausing you <laughs> oh I'm watching a guy do some splits down the uh, side of the hill here where we're sitting we're like up on the ledge there's like kind of a rock rock section in front of us like at nighttime people who come and watch everyone run chocolate thunder so there's like the big obstacle and usually people just drive up and do this loop around and we're kind of beyond that so we can see them come up in that big obstacle Big rock garden. There's a pretty cool vehicle coming through right now. I don't know what it is. You know, they start re they build these race cars and they lose there we their go, boy. Yeah, the adverbs are up. Our uh the adverbs are up, Ali says. He's taking photos. They've got a nice yellow light bar stand out so you can see yeah. them. Yep, big dirty life on the side. Now we know what he's talking about. See, 
That's a good recognizable vehicle. I know exactly who they are. Now we're going to watch them go up the big hill. I'm going to have to go find my gloves. My hands are freezing. This wind. Okay, so now he's going up that hill we keep talking about. We have to have the right amount of momentum. Yeah, he stopped at the bottom. He stopped at the bottom of this little rock section, but I think he'll be okay. Yeah, he's got it. He's like giving a little rev and then slow down and then rev it again. But he made it. He didn't have to back up at all or anything. Still at the bottom of the hill. See, this is where my nosy side wonders what happened? Why are they still there? Oh, big, big wind gusts. I wouldn't mind the wind as much if the sand wasn't going with the wind. As if you weren't getting some grit in your mouth? Yeah. It's more about eyeballs. Like, I don't like the wind either. I forgot my buff. Usually I have it. Oh, wrap right. it around my face. This is garbage. What is the deal with the Jeep? I wonder what happened. Yeah, me too. It's still I really there. want to know. My inter curiosity really wants to know. <laughs> my apartment overlooks like the back parking lot of my complex. And I am like that nosy neighbor who's always like, who are you? You don't live here. Why are you in my back parking lot? You go talk to him. Well, I kind of got myself in trouble the other day. I was packing my car <laughs> to come out here. Uh -huh. And some guy in his Dodge, silver Dodge truck came, swung around through the parking lot. We're like, eh. my back parking lot's off an alley. And every complex in the alley all have gates. And we're like the only complex without a back gate. So he comes in and I look at him. And he swings around, makes a U-turn in the parking lot, and then he's dumping stuff in the dumpster. And I'm like, um, yeah, that dumpster's for people who live here. And he's like, I live here. And I'm like, oh, well, what unit do you live in? I live up front. I'm like, well, what unit? And he wouldn't tell me. And he's like, why? I'm like, or no. And then he's like, up front is all he kept saying, up yeah. front. And I'm like, but what number? Like, I even gave him a clue, what number? And he couldn't <laughs> even tell me what number he lived in. But he was getting more and more attitude, and then my self-talk in my head was like kelly you don't want to get your ass kicked over some stupid dumpster <laughs> it's not even yours like why do you care that much right so then he like threw his i don't know they're box. trashing our dumpsters box. yeah don't throw in my dumpster <laughs> they're putting their trash in so, dumpsters <laughs> so yeah i mean i should be i have that guy too though i, I should so. be grateful he's actually just throwing <laughs> trash in the dumpster and not leaving it in the middle of the alley like many other people do right so yeah so anyhow he finally is like, why do you care? Or no, he's like, does it matter? And I'm like, no. I don't know. He asked the question, like, why do you care? And I was like, I don't know. I was just asking. He's like, oh, I don't know. He said something else. And I'm like, whatever. I let go of it. Would, a, would an Asian Karen be a Janet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know an don't Asian, be, I know an Asian Karen. So that kings me up. Because I'm like, wait, Karen's Asian. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Karen's Asian. Karen's Asian. <laughs> Would have my alter ego it hasn't happened anytime recently, but like there was a period of time, maybe fifteen years ago, people would come up to me like, Hey Kim, how's it going? And I'm like, Kim. It was always Kim. Kim. They never Kim. called me anything else. Oh. It was always Kim. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like 
I mean, they're close because it starts with a K. Common Asian. Kim, yeah. Well, Kim's common last last name name for Koreans, yeah. But it's like, yeah, I guess a go-to Asian name for people that aren't knowledgeable of Asian names. I don't know. But yeah, so my alter ego was Kim. So if anyone's getting in trouble, it was Kim. I had a white name. I had a white name. It was. Yeah, I'm like, this sounds like a safe white name that I'm going to use. <laughs> All these too foreign. <laughs> Do you have like a, a story behind your name? There's probably a story behind my name. So my dad was a big Jacqueline Smith fan, like from Charlie's Angels back yeah. in the day. So my middle name's Jacqueline and her name was Kelly on the show. So Kelly Jacqueline was from Jacqueline Smith. Mm. Like apparently he, he really liked her. But hey, she's a gorgeous woman. I am not... Upset to be named after her. Oh, really? You'd put an inflection on. <laughs> did a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> you give two fucks. <laughs> comes out sometimes, and I'm like, oh shit, it's like Gator. Oh, there's it's like now fucking we know. Gator came out. Like, <laughs> what's Gator? Oh, you, you never seen uh, the other guys? Oh, it's Is that such with Will a, Ferrell? Marty Will Ferrell, oh, Mark okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wahlberg, and. He's got oh, it's the, Will Ferrell's like alter ego. Alter ego, ego is yeah, Gator, yeah. the pimp. <laughs> Gator, Gator ain't played no shit. <laughs> Gator, well, yes, the alter Gator ain't ego. never been played about no shit. Like whatever the <laughs> fuck he says. Like, oh man. Now, and, now, uh, now we know, now folks. We know now we know. know. The reason why right now I can't seem to buy a gun. And so, oh, there's a story for you. Yeah, and so it's like <laughs> I'm like, but I already own some. Like I don't know everything. I mean, they really cracked down and they've really like tightened it up a lot like everything that everyone wants to give california shit for yeah i'm kind of not mad about it difficult to buy a fucking gun oh yeah it's not there are rules here and some of those rules are really silly because there's a rule and then people figure out the workaround for the rule and they don't care about the workaround of the rule but they still hold fast to these silly rules that don't really make that much of a difference so those are the parts that are dumb but some of the safety stuff like i'm not mad that someone has to go through a background check before they get a firearm yeah like what if the guy's fucking looney tunes i don't want you to that doesn't bother me like there's some stipulations and the waiting period and stuff like that yeah you don't give the village crazy dude the fucking weapon yeah when like talk about arming teachers came up and i'm like I was a teacher for six years. Some of those teachers are inept. Not they. There is no way they need to be, you know, miles near a firearm. Right. <laughs> like no, let's not go there. Dude, I I can only imagine like Miss, <laughs> like Mrs. <laughs> would have like shot me. Like she would have used the gun for evil. She would have chosen hate. Like <laughs> like she would have been the threat. I had two students reach out to me a couple weeks ago in the same week. It was kind of neat. One of them found me on Instagram and another one reached out to get my advice about, like, she's in college and she's finishing up her major and thinking about, you know, where to intern and where to take her career. And so she called me up to get my advice for me. Yeah, it was really neat. You've actually impacted lives. We've made, I mean, I've kept in touch with some students and she has been one of them, but still, like, her to text me like, hey, I have a question for you. Can we talk? Yeah. So it's a, it's a very right. fulfilling feeling and neat thing, and that is why you teach. That is the yeah, reason. Yeah, that's right the only it. reason why you spend your money on your school supplies and yeah, and you go in day in day out to fuck with a bunch of kids that half the parents don't even want to fuck with. Like, and you yeah, gotta be with true. them every day. It's your job. 
Yeah. Are they like, yeah, you, you impacted them. You made a, a positive difference to their life. I have one student of mine. He was an artist. And uh, sorry, I'm on a tangent here. But he was yeah. an artist and he had Sharpie markers. And so Sharpies were horrible, bad to have at school. You can't have Sharpies. And all he did was just draw really cool pictures with them. Yeah. So I let him. He was in my homeroom. And then I also had him for science. But... I let him like store his sharpies in my desk drawer. I'm like, here, nice. just store them here, you know. And so he <laughs> yes. does. If there's locker checks today, and like he's a now he's this awesome tattoo artist working in LA, phenomenal. Like his art was always like that style. Yeah. But really, really good tattoo artist. And I told him I was like, Gustavo, if I need my next tattoo, I want to come to you. That's so That'd sick. be so neat. Yeah. That's cool that you stay in touch to where you know like what he's still up to. That's right. And you know that's one of the positive things of social media. Sometimes I get frustrated with it, but the positive thing is that you can stay in touch with people that you don't necessarily need to talk to them all the time. Right. But you can kind of keep tabs in the background, and if you want to reach out to say hi and check in a little bit further, you can. And it gives people an opportunity to still kind of have a little window into what you're up to and check up on you as well. So that's neat. That's right. And now that they're adults, because it's been six years since I've been a teacher, so most of them are like in college now or older. Now it's now it's okay. There, I had a big rule, like I will not be your social media friend as long as you are still in school. That's so, very smart. Teaching middle school, <laughs> so when they're middle school and then high school, and then I did have a teacher account, but that's who knows what's going on with that now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see you definitely thriving as a teacher and impacting lives and giving people that cool teacher experience. That you know, if she could be that cool and do what she does, then. You know, I can look up to that and maybe find something for myself, you know. Yeah. And that's what that's kids need. They need, for. like, role models. Yeah, and they need just positive role models. Someone who's going to take the time to listen to them. Good influence. And care about Oh, my God, the Jeep's through. coming up. Oh, Holy finally. shit. Uh -oh. Holy. It's coming and then it stopped. Oh, my God. The course. Poor guy. Course marshal. He's over here watching, but... I don't know. Maybe he just tells people like, "You can't go there." Yeah, maybe. I think they get to. I think they get to work the problem as long as they want. But you also run the risk of becoming part of the obstacle. And if a vehicle comes through, and some of these guys are really rowdy, yeah, they'll go over you. So hopefully you're not broken down on the spot that they need to get passed on. Yes. Yeah. Who's on the course? Court, the course marshals. The course marshals yeah, on the yeah. course. And then media is also on the course. Yeah, media is on the course. Proper media, not tier three media like me. <laughs> I can I can broadcast, <laughs> I can take pictures. I have the right to the, do, taking pictures, uh, which is a huge value yes. to be able to repost and not have them like shut, shut me down if they decide something, right? But yeah. The, yeah, tier one and two media are on the course. On the course. <laughs> With yellow vests on. I used to have a yellow hoping, vest. Hoping to get that awesome shot they're not getting run over. There's rules, though. That before every race, they have a safety meeting you have to attend if you're going to do any media for that race. Yep. So they, they take safety really serious here, which I, I appreciate that. I'm always big on safety. I wonder if you're allowed to stay on the course for, for as long as you're actually engaged in completing the the trail you're on but as soon as it gets to a point where you you can't like literally you're not going to make it i wonder if you just get pulled off and that's it that's the end of your race yeah like if they can you can get towed out or removed 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. This Jeep has not made any progress. So since we, the start. It's been there for an hour. Since we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah. and we're, we're at like 58 minutes right now. Oh, hmm. There we go. That is our background. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to a little bit of uh, what's been going on here at uh, King of the Hammers. and Our babble. The atmosphere, the wind. Yeah, if you've never been to King of the Hammers and you are into off-roading, I think this is definitely something you need to put on your bucket list. Oh, hello. How's it going? Oh, see, he's got a rusty nail racing shirt, sweatshirt. I think, Derek's 4619, 4698. Buddy, come back. Let me see your sweatshirt. <laughs> you want to read the back of his shirt? Yeah, like, what? what's my friend's number? <laughs> I need, oh. We That's can look right. at his. Guy behind me's got one too. Yeah. Rusty nail. <laughs> oh, it just has their sponsors. Yeah. Um so yeah, as I was saying, like if you haven't experienced the King of the Hammers yet and you've been thinking about it, definitely make it happen. Yeah. I cannot just to come express. check it out. Yes, like, it's I never thought I'd be into off road racing. Right. I think it's a fantastic time. It's so cool. It's such Obviously, a good like time. we said, knowing people you have more of an investment into it and yeah. it makes it a little bit more meaningful but there's people who come out here and they just come to hang out for a week straight in the desert right. every year like there's a couple in our group in our camp group who um that you know this is their camping they do once a year they come out here this is king it. of the hampers yeah they come for one weekend or come for two weekends and they don't they're not campers but they come out for this every year and it's it's fun you know king of the hammers is an event and I imagine a lot of our listeners have vehicles that are fully capable and would likely want to camp out in their vehicles. And you can you can do that overland experience, the Olaf overland experience, mm -hmm. where they give you an area where you could camp in safety and kind of away from the crowd. Yeah, it's more quiet. It's you don't have all quiet. the mayhem and constant UTVs inside. You, you by get some UTVs because people head out to the lake bed. But oh, that's true. For the most part, people aren't tearing through the desert like totally drunk coming from Hammertown. Yes. And that's always the fear, right? That you're just, you're, you're going to happen to be that one car that that fucker hits as he's barreling through the bush, you know, not on the road. He's like, yeah, I can't see you. Cutting through, yeah. Which is why my battery dies every morning because I leave my light on. Yeah. I, my area I light swear on. That's, you left it on last yeah, night. Yeah, I'm sure. I why did. my battery die? I'm like, I think you left your light on. But it's better to not get hit. And have my battery die then. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna yeah. side on that too. Yeah, I'd rather give somebody some kind of. Beacon. I mean, what's a quick jump start if you had a jump starter pack? Dude, that Noco thing that I got, and they're not a sponsor, but just I bought it, and it's precious. Yeah, you're like, the second person I know that has one that loves that It's literally like just the best thing, especially for the Jeep, because the Jeep's battery often goes down, mm -hmm. just with all the Auxiliary parasitic stuff. draw shit that okay. my vehicle has, but. It's like for the Subaru too, because now that I'm camping, well, there's times where sometimes I leave something on or I don't turn off a light and you don't want to be stuck on a trail. You don't want to be the guy like, do you have jumper cables? And right. everyone's like, no, I don't because I don't fucking leave my shit on. <laughs> Dumbass. You know? And uh, Hey, self-sufficient though. Like, yeah, totally self-sufficient. You're on, on it's, your own. It's rad. And so I, I highly recommend it for anybody who camps. You never want to be in a place where, you know, you have to be a, nice. a burden on other people. We got another little healer. Yeah, that's Bo. And that's Aaron. Healer buddy. Aaron. I'm excited you were able to find us. Yeah, we're right up to you. <laughs> that's 
I would send a picture of my car. I'm all, here's my car. You can't miss a teal rooftop test. That's right. <laughs> what does Neil do? Aaron? Oh, is it Aaron? I'm not sure. He has a Bronco. Aaron? I know that much. Yeah. Bandit, come here. I'm going to take his leash off. Come here. You want to run around? You can't. Come here. Don't take this off. Yeah. So, yeah. So... Oh, friend, Bennett's got a buddy. A friend just came to join us who also has a blue healer. He's a friend of a friend. He's all, Mom. Aww. I thought you said he was cool, Mom. Those <laughs> hairs all I raised. thought you said he was cool. <laughs> so, yeah. How cute. Now Bo, Bo's sitting on the rock. Yeah. Posing. She's tiny. She's smaller than Bandit. Bandit's oh, she's a girl. Bandit's a little chunky. Okay. It makes sense that a girl's going to bark at you right when you say hi. <laughs> All you did was say hi. What the fuck? The, um, so yeah, the Olaf experience. So let's talk a little bit about that. The over, Overland experience that Olaf is doing. Um, Rory's been doing it for a few years now. I want to yeah. say four years. It's, I think it's four. Yeah. yeah that sounds right. And um, yeah, he's been getting a good group of people to get out there. I think more people are learning about it. And it's giving kind of the Overland community a little exposure to King of the Hammers. I know there's people who last year had never thought about coming out here and decided to come out or yeah. people from other you know out of state that decide to come out and gives them a place to kind of find their like-minded community because they're not they're hard off-roaders they're not who, fully into this they don't <laughs> they're not in the they king don't find it as amusing as we do <laughs> they don't have the king of the hammers <laughs> uniform of uh carhartt coyote colored overall bib overalls and uh work boots they're you know yeah maybe have their uh Arteric's pants and <laughs> I don't know. I'm wearing I'm wearing joggers. <clears throat> Hang on a second. My levels all off. I'm wearing I'm wearing joggers and uh, a fast friends jacket. And I, I like mean, I like I, to have comfort and style. Yeah, I'm in my fast friends jacket <laughs> and some jeans. Whoa, hiking boots. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, no, Carhartt's definitely got a fucking corner on this market. Um, I don't know. Something like I think political happened though. They're not as well. Yeah, they uh, they shut down for COVID or some shit or forced people to get vaccinated. Uh, something something to that effect. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But I mean, if they still make quality clothes. Nice truck coming through. They made that look easy. But yeah, so you can do. You could do that overland experience that would give you some measure of safety. You could uh, you yeah. could just park out in Hammertown. You could park in the desert. Um, there's a few options for you to, if, if you want to come out here and uh, and just yeah, if you're in a stay. Small and there's Airbnbs nearby too. Yeah. Um, I like overland experience because if you're in a small group and you want to go meet up with a group of people to camp with, there's that opportunity. If you already have a group of people, you can come out here, find yourself a good spot in the desert set up your own camp like i do with a group every year yeah it's a um, great it's a great spot or there's the option of camping in hammertown then you're in the action you can walk into hammertown you don't have to worry about driving in every day yeah but you know that that's that's a whole nother experience that i don't think i necessarily need to do i like camping out off into the desert but um but hey they set off fireworks and throw dildos across the way oh hey, there's that that's too. at night <laughs> yeah at night <laughs> at night it's a, such a shit show that. dude i love it i mean it's it's a cool shit show but you know i'm i keep my distance i don't have to be like right up there i've been on the ground i've been on the hill like 
it's just all fun oh yeah for sure the entire time is fun and uh every morning we come out <clears throat> while i'm here if i'm if i'm here and it's the morning i'll come out around nine and do the cleanup i did it this morning yeah. yesterday it was the industry day cleanup that i kind of organized with tread lightly to motivate other companies to get more involved and be part of this and so we had like dirty life uh off the grid surplus uh dana spicer fox actually showed up oh, nice. um yeah you know and we're there representing milestar and you know i represent torco always so you know you see people that represent these brands you see people that actually work at these brands and they're out there and they're cleaning up and tread lightly you know is an organization that does does the community service work does the um planning does the the work with the blm directly helps them you know validate the the need to keep things open yeah justifies it staying open you know offsets the costs makes your trail maintenance yeah does the trail maintenance puts up signage works on education i mean there is so much they do to protect your fun which is literally all it is is all we our only purpose out here is to have fun right literally the only purpose so if we're fucking up some whatever and it's it's based off of the fact that we're here to have fun then it's easy for somebody to make the argument like shut it down you know like right they're just out there screwing that's around that's the blanket rule to sim- oversimplify whatever the issue but that's a slippery is. that's a slippery slope because yeah. Who then gets to decide the next level of fun and the next level of fun? And what happens to society? You get into the society where, like, nothing's fun anymore? Yeah, you don't get to do anything because you haven't learned the appropriate ways to It's like, go live in North it. Korea, you know? Doesn't sound like they're having a lot of fun. Mm. And any society you have where they're just not... I don't know. I don't know any North Koreans to... I've, I've, <laughs> I've heard the defectors and what they had to say. The what? The defectors from North Korea the stories that they would tell about like the oppression and just what they go through yeah yeah is china that bad still too i don't think so i think a lot of people have fun in china yeah china's fun i think i think china's pretty fun they just track you like they track you but like they let you do stuff and as long as you don't try to take full advantage or become like anybody within any kind of position of power right you know they're not going to fuck with you too much yeah they're like just know your place in our society always know your place Yeah, 100%. So, not. But I don't want to see the United States get to that point. Like, the no. U.S. is freedom, right? Yes. Freedom to come out here, freedom to do this shit, freedom to hang out with your family, drink, have a good time, uh, hopefully pick up after yourself. The freedom to bend over and grab your can, throw right. cans, catch hands is like the, the new slogan. The freedom to recycle out here. your can. Yeah, the freedom to just throw your trash away. Like, it's funny because that, that girl knocked that dude out with a can. Right. He was he was pretending to throw a can. I guess some other guy was throwing cans from the story here. And then she got up there and she just took this dude out. He flopped down on the rock and put his arm over his head and said, tell me when it's over. And, you know, she kind of spit on him and got up and left and he popped up and nobody got severely injured. But damn, throw cans, catch hands. Yeah, throw cans, catch hands. Yep. That is true on Chocolate Thunder last weekend. Yeah, Sons of Smokey had a patch. I got one. Somebody took it. Kind of pissed, but it says throw hands, catch hands, and it's got a little deputy. Badge. I like it's that. It's like a little deputy badge. That's a good one. And uh, and then Bad Lines Good Times was out here with them. Yeah. Um, 
doing the King of the Canners, Mm -hmm. which is such a rad thing that they put together. That was so neat. Yeah, so they took old oil cans, VP, like VP race fuel cans. Okay. Cut them open. Yeah, and then attached can crushers to them so that you can crush your can and it falls right into the... The recyclable can and yeah. recycling and crushing your cans and cleaning up after yourself all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that was neat. There's a bunch of them all over too. They they did a good job putting that whole program together. It yeah, was, that was really it was a great neat. idea. And I agree. So cool and just they were they were super stoked to be part of like the industry day cleanup as well. Uh, we had bad lines, good times out here. Uh, yeah, Elliot from over cool. there, um, he was here yeah, as well. Cool. And you know, sons of Smokey and Spirit. Tate's like, it was today? I was like, bro. <laughs> come on, man. For fuck's sake. But no, Tate did a lot to just support it. He seems so open to just doing fun shit and having a good time. And that and doing good. good. Doing good while having a good time. I guess that's always the win, right? Yes. Yeah. Doing good, having fun. Being a good human. This kid's got this little RC like off-road truck. Well, it's a it's the dad of the kid but yeah uh, <laughs> it's it's a rad Maybe he's little, the uncle yeah it's a rad little thing it's like going over all these rocks and boulders. he's in his own king of the hammers he's, a, the he's like here. dude i got my hammers right here but anyways guys well i think should we uh, wrap it up yeah go maybe venture down check out the race maybe hook up with some friends yeah let's go venture down i mean feeling like it's getting to lunchtime too Oh, Eat definitely. Something. We're. I mean, it'd be nice to get out of this wind. Yeah. My hand's like. frozen right now. Yeah, it's like stuck in that position, yeah. holding your mic, cupping, blocking cupping the a wind. microphone. It's gonna be stuck like that <laughs> on my steering wheel. <laughs> All right. Well, this episode was brought to you by Fast Friends. Fast Friends, the brand that brings the fun to the sun and on the track. I don't know. Just <laughs> Fast is fun. Fast is fun. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, that was good. <laughs> good sound effects. Um, Milestar has always been a, a strong partner in all the things that we do, and they've always supported events that we've done. So for the time being, Milestar Tires. Yeah, shout out to them. Torco Oil, who uh, supports me in massive ways and also helped fund part of my adventuring through the past year. And uh, super thankful to them and you know their oil. The oil's been in all my project cars, and all my project cars never really blew engines that had them. I'm, I'm not saying it's them, but it, I don't think it hurt. You know, yeah, you got one layer of protection. If not two there, then it's like a bespoke. That's what bespoke. <laughs> is, is it bespoke? It's, it's, it's bespoke like a bespoke oil, oil like family-owned. Mm. They were one of the originators in like Molly formulas of mixing different things together to create different viscosities, like. Mm-hmm. They Find right people formula. used to buy their oil to make their own stuff. Oh. Yeah, like there's there's That's so much. Fact. I can't wait to sit down with Ernie from Torco and just really do the deep dive on oil because there's so much to it. Like Stokes. like do you know what a Stoke is? No, it's a measurement of viscosity. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've had to learn a lot about oil, and I learn more and more every time I hang out with Ernie. Uh, but he's so passionate about it and which is for good reason. I mean that guy's been a sponsor of mine for almost like two decades Wow, he's Fantastic. still he's still doing what he does He's still like passionate and lo- in love with the company that he represents and he works for and Still family-owned and it's just good shit and that says something too to have longevity in a career at a I mean, place for that long it, It's not the cheapest. It's not the cheapest stuff but it's because it's not the cheapest stuff. Right. You know? Well, there's something to be said about quality costing a little bit more. Yeah. 
I think. I think we're getting so used to things being cheaper with Amazon and all that stuff, we forget that good stuff costs good money. Yes, I'm yeah. willing to pay a little bit more to get quality in some areas, and there's areas I yeah, don't necessarily don't need care. quality. Like, I got a Jiffy Lube, I don't give a shit. I'll get the, uh, the Amazon version of whatever, like yeah. a jump pack, maybe. A maybe. Jump pack. <laughs> <laughs> I always get freaked out about batteries. Anything having to do with lithium batteries? Just that's cause true because the explosions explode, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's a smart thing. Maybe I do ship back my non-whatever. Noco. Noco and get a noco. Your noco. I spent the same. No go. All right, guys. Well, if you got this far, thank you for listening. As usual, I know we went off on some tangents, but really, it's all about just being out here together, giving you guys a little bit of what we're seeing, what we're experiencing, and. Uh, just and hope you get to come out and experience it too yeah i mean i would love to see more of you guys out here it'd be great it'd be great to have more of the community get part of it yes for sure um you can check us out on rickfordirt.com on instagram at rickfordirt check out uh fast friends at fastfriends.fun f-u-n and uh yeah kelly twinkie what 923 twinkie 923 and me at fix underscore break underscore repeat I feel like I need to change my name the Twinkie was like old that was like pre all this stuff yeah but now this is what fills my Instagram because you're yellow on the outside and white on the inside uh huh that's exactly where it came and sweet (laughs) sweet all over that's always what I would say and then sometimes I'd get some like colorful comments back Uh, so people are too sensitive and we'll get into that on the next Rick for Dirt thanks guys bye